Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Amber Fisher. Hello. Again. And we are in all of, well, not all of Zechariah, but we are only in Zechariah today. Um, so I thought it'd be a good, uh, point to kind of do an overview of the book of Zechariah. So Zechariah is like one of the last books written of the Old Testament, yes. not the last book in the Old Testament, but, um, it serves as a bridge between the Old Testament and New Testament. So a lot of it is looking back mm-hmm. at like Isaiah and Jeremiah and what they said, um, and looking ahead at the New Testament. And we'll see some today of just looking at it's pointing towards Jesus over and over again. Um, and, uh, these particular sections today, most scholars think comes, they come from the last half of Zechariah's ministry. Um, so what in particular stood out to you today? There were a lot of uh, places in this passage that really showed Jesus Mm -hmm. as a precursor to Jesus. Uh, and one of them specifically was, they will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. Um, and then it talks about Jerusalem in that day. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of them in this passage specifically, like you said, looking towards the New Testament, looking towards Jesus. And it's crazy that this they would have just had this text to yeah. look at. Yeah, and some of these things are even quoted in the New Testament, like the, um, the verse about... Look at your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt, which we know Jesus yeah. did yeah. Um, his last week um, before he was crucified. Um, and actually, all of chapter 9 really kind of points ahead towards Jesus and in his time, gives us some specific things, like um, the covenant sealed with blood would be Jesus' death on the cross. Um, and then even looking further ahead, where God will rescue his people and... Um, all sorts of wonderful things will happen when he restores everything. Um, The other interesting reference is, so God's asking Zachariah to do kind of like one of those, um, like play it out things that he asked Ezekiel to do a lot. Um, So Zachariah talks about how God asked him to give me his weight. Like what's he worth? And so the people say he's worth 30 pieces of silver, um, which is a, nod and a um, look ahead to Jesus. And what was Jesus worth to Judas? 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. Um, So interesting. It's so interesting. And I wonder sometimes, because we have talked about this before, that the disciples would have known this text. They probably would have like had a lot of this memorized, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wonder if it took them actually living it out. Like you talk about the donkey specifically. If they were getting the donkey and being like, oh, this is like in the day. Yeah. Or if they had no idea. And I think a lot of times they probably didn't recognize it for what it was at right. the time. Right. So, yeah. Because, I mean, I think about, like, would I? I don't think I would. I don't know. I don't think I would. Especially <laughs> if it's something, it's a religious text that you would have been hearing over and over. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if it's something that you would have had memorized, like, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's that thing. Mm-hmm. And then to actually be living it out is just crazy. Yeah. So. I mean, because we see in the New Testament when um, people declare Jesus as Messiah is usually like after a miracle or right. um, like Mary and Martha say that um, they know he's the Christ and everything. And so um, I think they, those signs from God were from Jesus were really 
what kind of steal the deal for them. But when they go back and write these books, these gospels, they like, like put scripture from the old Testament all throughout to point ahead to Jesus, which is super valuable for us who are reading the old Testament. We can like look at this passage and be like, Oh, this is where that appears. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's Jesus. Yeah. So (laughs) tomorrow we are actually heading into Esther, which I'm very excited. Congratulations. Thank you. I do feel like congratulations are in order. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, This has been quite a time. Uh, And you have just a few, just a few more till the new Testament. Yeah. Did, what did you say? Just Esther um, and... Yeah, I think if you guys stick around, I think on September 23rd is when we tackle the New Testament. So yes. September 23rd. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's very exciting. Guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Little Story, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Zechariah 9, beginning in verse 1. This is the message from the Lord against the land of Aram and the city of Damascus, for the eyes of humanity, including all the tribes of Israel, are on the Lord. Doom is certain for Hamath near Damascus and for the cities of Tyre and Sidon, though they are clever. Tyre has built a strong fortress and has made silver and gold as plentiful as dust in the streets. But now the Lord will strip away Tyre's possessions and hurl its fortifications into the sea, and it will be burned to the ground." The city of Ashkelon will see Tyre fall and will be filled with fear. Gaza will shake with terror, as will Akron, for their hopes will be dashed. Gaza's king will be killed and Ashkelon will be deserted. Foreigners will occupy the city of Ashdod. I will destroy the pride of the Philistines. I will grab the bloody meat from their mouths and snatch the detestable sacrifices from their teeth. Then the surviving Philistines will worship our God and become like a clan in Judah. The Philistines of Akron will join my people, as the ancient Jebusites once did. I will guard my temple and protect it from invading armies. I am watching closely to ensure that no more foreign oppressors overrun my people's land. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem. I will destroy all the weapons used in battle, and your king will bring peace to the nations. His realm will stretch from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Because of the covenant I made with you, sealed with blood, I will free your prisoners from death in a waterless dungeon. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. Judah is my bow and Israel is my arrow. Jerusalem is my sword and like a warrior I will brandish it against the Greeks. The Lord will appear above his people. His arrows will fly like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the ram's horn and attack like a whirlwind from the southern desert. The Lord of heaven's armies will protect his people, and they will defeat their enemies by hurling great stones. They will shout in battle as though drunk with wine. They will be filled with blood like a bull, drenched with blood like the corners of the altar. On that day, the Lord their God will rescue his people, just as a shepherd rescues his sheep. They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. How wonderful and beautiful they will be. The young men will thrive on abundant grain, and the young women will flourish on new wine. Ask the Lord for rain in the spring, for he makes the storm clouds. And he will send showers of rain so every field will become a lush pasture. Household gods give worthless advice. Fortune tellers predict only lies. And interpreters of dreams pronounce falsehoods that give no comfort. So my people are wandering like lost sheep. They are attacked because they have no shepherd. My anger burns against your shepherds. And I will punish these leaders. For the Lord of heaven's armies has arrived to look after Judah, his flock. 
He'll make them strong and glorious, like a proud war horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone, the tent peg, the bow for battle, and all the rulers. They will be like mighty warriors in battle, trampling their enemies in the mud under their feet. Since the Lord is with them as they fight, they will overthrow even the enemy's horsemen. I will strengthen Judah and save Israel. I will restore them because of my compassion. It will be as though I had never rejected them, for I am the Lord their God, who will hear their cries. The people of Israel will become like mighty warriors, and their hearts will be made happy as if by wine. Their children, too, will see it and be glad. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. When I whistle to them, they'll come running, for I have redeemed them. From the few who are left, they will grow as numerous as they were before. Though I have scattered them like seeds among the nations, they will still remember me in distant lands. They and their children will survive and return again to Israel. I'll bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I'll resettle them from Gilead and Lebanon until there is no more room for them all. They'll pass safely through the sea of distress, for the waves of the sea will be held back, and the waters of the Nile will dry up. The pride of Assyria will be crushed, and the rule of Egypt will end. By my power I will make my people strong, and by my authority they will go wherever they wish. I, the Lord, have spoken. Open your doors, Lebanon, so fire may devour your cedar forests. Weep, you cypress trees, for all the ruined cedars, the most majestic ones, have fallen. Weep, you oaks of Bashan, for the thick forests have been cut down. Listen to the wailing of the shepherds, for their rich pastures are destroyed. Hear the young lions roaring, for their thickets in the Jordan Valley are ruined. This is what the Lord my God says. Go and care for the flock that is intended for slaughter. The buyers slaughter their sheep without remorse. The sellers say, Praise the Lord, now I am rich. Even the shepherds have no compassion for them. Likewise, I will no longer have pity on the people of the land, says the Lord. I will let them fall into each other's hands and into the hands of their king. They will turn the land into a wilderness, and I will not rescue them. So I cared for the flock intended for slaughter, the flock that was oppressed. Then I took two shepherd's staffs and named one favor and the other union. I got rid of their three evil shepherds in a single month, but I became impatient with these sheep, and they hated me too. So I told them, I won't be your shepherd any longer. If you die, you die. If you are killed, you are killed. And let those who remain devour each other. Then I took my staff called favor and cut it in two, showing that I had revoked my covenant I had made with all the nations. That was the end of my covenant with them, the suffering flock who was watching me. They knew that the Lord was speaking through my actions. And I said to them, If you like giving my wages, whatever I am worth, but only if you want to. So they counted out my wages, 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, this magnificent sum at which they valued me. So I took their 30 coins and threw them to the potter in the temple of the Lord. Then I took my other staff, Union, and cut it into two, showing that the bond of unity between Judah and Israel was broken. Then the Lord said to me, Go it again and play the part of a worthless shepherd. This illustrates how I will give this nation a shepherd who will not care for those who are dying, nor look after the young, nor heal the injured, nor feed the healthy. Instead, this shepherd will eat the meat of the fattest sheep and tear off their hooves. What sorrow awaits this worthless shepherd who abandons the flock? The sword will cut his arm and pierce his right eye. His arm will become useless and his right eye completely blind. This message concerning the fate of Israel came from the Lord. This message is from the Lord, who stretched out the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and formed the human spirit. I will make Jerusalem like an intoxicating drink that makes the nearby nations stagger when they send their armies to besiege Jerusalem and Judah. On that day, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock. All the nations will gather against it to try to move it, but they will only harm themselves. On that day, says the Lord, I will cause every horse to panic and every rider to lose his nerve. I will watch over the people of Judah, and I will blind all the horses of their enemies. And all the clans of Judah will say to themselves, The people of Jerusalem have found strength in the Lord of Heaven's armies, their God. 
On that day, I will make the clans of Judah like a flame that sets a wood pile ablaze or a burning torch among the sheaves of grain. They'll burn up all the neighboring nations right and left, while the people living in Jerusalem remain secure. The Lord will give victory to the rest of Judah first before Jerusalem, so that the people of Jerusalem and the royal line of David will not have greater honor than the rest of Judah. On that day, the Lord will defend the people of Jerusalem. The weakest among them will be as mighty as King David, and the royal descendants will be like God, like the angel of the Lord who goes before them. For on that day, I will begin to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as a firstborn son who has died. The sorrow and mourning in Jerusalem on that day will be like the great mourning for Hadad Ramon in the valley of Megiddo. All Israel will mourn, each clan by itself and with the husbands separate from their wives. The clan of David will mourn alone, as will the clan of Nathan, the clan of Levi, and the clan of Shimei. Each of the surviving clans from Judah will mourn separately, and with the husbands separate from their wives. On that day, a fountain will be opened up for the dynasty of David and for the people of Jerusalem, a fountain to cleanse them from all their sins and impurity. And on that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will erase idol worship throughout the land, so that even the names of the idols will be forgotten. I will remove from the land both the false prophets and the spirit of impurity that came with them. If anyone continues to prophesy, his own father and mother will tell him, You must die, for you have prophesied lies in the name of the Lord. And as he prophesies, his own mother and father will stab him. On that day, people will be ashamed to claim the prophetic gift. No one will pretend to be a prophet by wearing prophet's clothes. He will say, I'm no prophet, I'm a farmer. I began working for a farmer as a boy. And if someone says, Then what about those wounds on your chest? He will say, I was wounded at my friend's house. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, the man who is my partner, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Strike down the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn against the lambs. Two-thirds of the people in the land will be cut off and die, says the Lord. But one-third will be left in the land. I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, These are my people, and they will say, The Lord is our God. Watch for the day the Lord is coming when your possessions will be plundered right in front of you. I will gather all the nations to fight against Jerusalem. The city will be taken, the houses looted, and the women raped. Half the population will be taken into captivity, and the rest will be left among the ruins of the city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as he's fought for them in the past. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and on the Mount of Olives... It will split apart, making a wide valley running from east to west. Half the mountain will move toward the north, half toward the south. You will flee through this valley, for it will reach across to Azel. Yes, you will flee as you did from the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come, and all his holy ones with him. On that day the sources of light will no longer shine, yet there will be continuous day. Only the Lord knows how this will happen. There will be no normal day and night, for at evening time it will still be light. On that day, life-giving waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half toward the Dead Sea and half toward the Mediterranean, flowing continuously in both summer and winter, and the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. All the land from Geba, north of Judah, to Rimmon, south of Jerusalem, will become one vast plain, but Jerusalem will be raised up in its original place and will be inhabited all the way from Benjamin Gate over to the site of the Old Gate, then to the Corner Gate, and from the Tower of Hanenel to the King's Wine Presses. And Jerusalem will be filled, safe at last, never again to be cursed and destroyed. 
And the Lord will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpses, their flesh rotting away. Their eyes will rot in their sockets and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day, they'll be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. They will fight their neighbors hand to hand. Judah too will be fighting at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the neighboring nations will be captured. Great quantities of gold and silver and fine clothing. This same plague will strike the horses, mules, camels, donkeys, and all the other animals in enemy camps. In the end, the enemies of Jerusalem who survived the plague will go up to Jerusalem each year to worship the king, the Lord of heaven's armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. Any nation in the world that refuses to come to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of heaven's armies, will have no rain. If the people of Egypt refuse to attend the festival, the Lord will punish them with the same plague that he sends on the other nations who refuse to go. Egypt and the other nations will all be punished if they don't go to celebrate the festival of shelters. On that day, even the harness bells of the horses will be inscribed with these words, Holy to the Lord, and the cooking pots in the temple of the Lord will be as sacred as the basins used beside the altar. In fact, every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord of heaven's armies. All who come to worship will be free to use any of these pots to boil their sacrifices. And on that day, there will no longer be traitors in the temple of the Lord of heaven's armies. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.